The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the first chapter. John writes, The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who ranks before me, because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but for this purpose I came baptizing with water, that he might be revealed to Israel. And John bore witness. I saw the Spirit descend from heaven like a dove, and it remained on him. I myself did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, He on whom you see the Spirit descend and remain, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I have seen and have borne witness that this is the Son of God. The next day again, John was standing with two of his disciples, and he looked at Jesus as he walked by and said, Behold, the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. Jesus turned and saw them following him and said to them, What are you seeking? And they said to him, Rabbi, which means teacher, Where are you staying? He said to them, come and you will see. So they came and they saw where he was staying and they stayed with him that day for it was about the 10th hour. One of the two who heard John speak and followed Jesus was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his own brother, Simon, and he said to him, we have found the Messiah which means Christ. He brought him to Jesus. This is the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Please be seated. Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. In the name of Jesus. Amen. And what a perfect depiction of the gospel that we have here today presented for us. And it couldn't come on a better Sunday where in the tent, intent of mine to be brief, I plan to keep this sermon short and to the point. And John the baptizer, he He says it all for us right here in this beautiful proclamation as he points with this long pointy finger to our Messiah. Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. You see, it's all right here in this one statement. Here he is, the Lamb of God, our Christ Jesus is in our midst, and John in this moment, well, he's our preacher. And he's proclaiming, he's leading, and he's pointing to our Savior. And that's my vocation as well. 
to point you towards Christ. Always. To deliver his word. To bring you to his font. And to lead you to his divine feast. Always revealing for you his chosen ones. His work. All of his magnificent glory. His mercy and his grace. And that it is all for you. And we have this reality that we see come to take place in the church that we tend to find God where he finds us. We find God when he speaks to us, when we hear his word proclaimed. And isn't that wonderful how his voice not only comes to us in this form of a preacher, but his voice also comes from, well, family members, friends, who witness to us about the Messiah, about Christ. Someone who knows the love of God, who has been changed by his compassion and his grace. One whom God has made his very own, and they want others to know him as well. In most cases, believers who we bring our children to meet Christ, their family and their friends, they bring them to the Lord to hear him speak in his proclamation, in his good news with truth and such power. And that's the pattern that we see throughout all of the scriptures. A Jewish servant girl tells Naaman about the prophet of the Lord who could heal him and was cleansed then by his, of his skin disease. Four friends, they carry their crippled friend on a mattress to see Jesus. And then he was cured and made whole. Philip, he speaks to the Ethiopian about Jesus. And then he was baptized. Believers bring those needing God's grace to Jesus. And then he heals and he raises up and he gives life. Now, the gospel reading that we have for today, it's, well, it's a similar story. One day, John the Baptist was standing with two of his disciples, and Jesus walks by. And John, he points out the Messiah to them, saying, Behold, the Lamb of God. John, he brought them to Jesus by showing them who Jesus is, and immediately... They left John and become disciples of Christ. And I can only pray that my leading, my pointing to Christ would do the very same for you. Now, for these followers of John, well, this wasn't the first time that they've heard of Jesus. John, in his ministry, 
It was his job to reveal Christ to the nation of Israel. The willingness of John's disciples to leave John and to follow Christ, well, it shows just how good John was at his job. Having heard of Christ's coming, well, they believed in Jesus, who they had not seen And at this very first opportunity, they'd leave everything that they know to go and to follow him. In Christ, he turns to these disciples and he asks them, what is it that you're seeking? What they were searching for, the Messiah. And this opportunity to sit at this great teacher's feet and to learn more about the kingdom of God. You see, they didn't just want to know who Jesus is. They want to know all about Christ and how he was going to fulfill the scriptures and to bring God's promises to fulfillment. They were hungry to hear his words If he is the son of God and the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, then they want him to take away their sins and give them his life. And Jesus, he invites them. He says, come and you will see. Has a greater invitation ever been given? Jesus grants an open invitation to join him, to stay with him, and to learn from him. This is the best all-access pass ever issued. And so the two disciples, they left John, and they followed our Christ. An encounter with Jesus, well, it's life-changing. For John the Baptist, it meant the Son of God had descended and taken on human flesh to be the sacrifice for all of our sins. For Andrew, meeting Christ meant this long-promised Messiah. Well, he had finally come. And for Simon, well, it meant a change of name. But it also meant a change of his life direction. Now, Jesus and his three new disciples, Andrew, Peter, And the third, who is probably John, our gospel reader, our gospel writer. They did not find God on their own efforts. They were brought to him by this preacher, by a friend, by those who knew him. Before they met Jesus, well, they had heard his words that, prepared their hearts to meet him and to trust him as their Lord and Savior. Many of us, well, we came to know Jesus through our parents. We hear the words of the Bible and their prayers, even in the womb. Then they bring us to this place where he is found, where his word works with power. They bring us to the sacraments to meet with Jesus and to hear his gracious words proclaimed to us. 
Children are brought to Jesus because Christian parents know that no matter how cute they think their babies are, every child is still born a sinner. They know that without bringing their child to God, they will never find him on their own. The sinful nature that we are born with, the old Adam, well, it leads us away from God. The old Adam rejects God and leads us away from his love and into sin and eventually into death. Godly parents know that the little ones that God has blessed them with will one day die and have to stand before the judgment seat of God. And no matter how good they have lived their lives, they will never have God's approval without the forgiveness and pardon of Jesus upon them. Our triune God, he gives us peace that lasts even in the hardest of times. Only Christ on the cross takes away your sin and your guilt. Only Christ raised from the dead to never die again gives us new hope for the future. Real joy is found knowing that Christ went through death to win salvation for you. And he gives it to us, each one of us, as a free gift. No charge or payment needed. Simply trust in him. Keep the faith. Believe in the one who you have been brought to. And who has shown himself to be your rock, your life, and your salvation. John the Baptist, he came to reveal his salvation to Israel. John told, of his, John told two of his disciples about Jesus as, and they became Jesus' disciples. And so through human history, we see the church grow by believers bringing others to Christ as well. By inviting them to come and see. Come and meet our Savior. The best evangelism happens one-on-one. Life to life. When a child of God shares the joy that they have from knowing God's grace and compassion in Christ with those who seek his blessings. Who among those that you have brought to Jesus can you encourage in their faith walk this week? And who can you bring to Jesus today in prayer as well as in your loving words and in your own actions so that they can one day meet our Savior, the Lord. Even before saying a word about the love of God has for all people, we can bring others to Jesus in prayer. This prepares us to speak the gospel to them. And it prepares their hearts to trust in Christ as their Lord and their Savior. So, dear saints, come and see. Show your friends, show your neighbors, show your loved ones. This is the Lamb of God.
who takes away the sin of the world for you. And may this give you peace. The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. May it keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen.